you put it in your mouth and you're like, what the hell is that? Hello and welcome back to the Mo Video Games Podcast. Today is Double Doom episode. Sorry if that was a little bit loud, a little bit on the extra side, but we got two dooms today. And before the dooms, we have the doom that is Cyberpunk 2077 and NVIDIA trying to force reviewers to give biased reviews to the consumers. It's full of doom and gloom, but we also eat Oreos with my face on it. So there's that. Make sure you check us out on YouTube to get the full visual of what those Oreos look like. You ain't going to want to miss it. Get buckled in, get your coffee, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's podcast. better than tv hell yeah ain't that the truth all right well if you're if you're watching us live right now thank you Marissa, thank you thank you and uh go go to the app on your phone rather than a tv or if you're on your tv go to the settings if possible and see if you can update the output of the pixel my my phone defaults to 144p which is bad but if you can update it we're we're streaming at 720p so if you can get it to that should look primo. But uh yeah. Welcome. Numero trace in the book. It's it's done. Thanks for joining us. We got coffee. How are you all doing today? Doing great. Thanks for asking. That's what I'm here for. We hope you got some coffee. It's a it's a coffee kind of day. It's a Sunday. It's a nice warm sunny Sunday. It's a sunny morning, just like every morning. That's true. Is it? It's not nine thirty-four a.m. That's why. That's why we're dropping frames. <laughs> YouTube's like trying to like, what? Trying to negotiate this communication. Yeah. What date is this? I least got the date right. It's one, two, three, four. For those of you who are wondering, this is Duncan. Cheers, in. I would dunk this, but it's coffee, and my carpet would stain. <laughs> That's true. You want that security deposit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, enough of the chit-chat. It's time for more video games. Oh, Duncan. Yeah, of course, Duncan. Why do you think I just said that? I don't know. I'm, I'm, an, I'm not good at watching the chat. This motherfucker. I'm a noob. Which is better? Star Starbucks. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Just no, no, no. Up. Okay, here's an important question, though. So there's food and there's coffee independently which one is better so coffee which one is better coffee hands down starbucks is better without question espresso a much closer battle i would still say starbucks wins but i think espresso is not bad if you like dunk it with a bunch of caramel sauce no dunk it like a, like an americano a straight americano is not bad their coffee is straight bad it's factually bad I would just give if if Starbucks. Well, I'll put like Starbucks at like a great for espresso, and then Dunkin' at like a good. Their food. Why are why are we rude? <laughs> what have we done? Their their food. Uh, Starbucks is better. Starbucks is straight, just better quality. Oh, see, I disagree with you on that. I think Dunkin's food slaps. I guess I haven't had enough of Starbucks food. I reliably get like burnt wake up wraps, so. Yeah, but that's how it's supposed to be done. It's supposed to wake you up. 
You put it in your mouth, and you're like, "What the hell is that?" Like, like just the 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 reliability, the the standard deviation of quality, is just so much more narrow at start at Starbucks, and that and that and that's I think I think that's worth worth saying. But if we're talking about a price to performance ratio, because that was going to be my next question, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because then I would I would almost say that Duncan espresso maybe outperforms from a price to performance ratio food i think for sure outperforms price to performance ratio because yeah. it's like a fucking fifth of the price <laughs> you, felt offend- you felt offended for a split second i am sorry yeah um, that was maxwell's fault it, it usually is but no i'll i'll uh i'll uh so yeah, I mean that that that's that's my analysis, but that's been my analysis for a while. I I don't I still don't think I I, I will defend their espresso. I do not think their espresso is bad. That, that's fair. Their coffee is straight bad though. I mean their coffee. I don't know why. Yeah, they that, that price to performance. It doesn't matter if it's free. Starbucks yeah. wins. <laughs> yeah, their coffee is so bad. It's so watery, and it's never not so watery. Is that what you're you're, you're still drinking? Colombia right now. I'm drinking Colombia. I got it. I will say it is a better cup of coffee. It Starbucks still wins hands down without a shoot of a do in the mind. <laughs> but it's not bad. It's better than their regular coffee. So if you don't know, Duncan right now has double the rewards points on their Colombian coffee. And Colombian coffee, it sounded like they were trying to go more gourmet. So. <laughs> I gotta say, gourmet, I know how it's pronounced. I mispronounce words intentionally all the time, but I don't want you all to think I'm dumber than I look most of the time, because I already look dumb. Yeah, that would be gourmet of you. That would be very gourmet. Um, but yeah, no, he's he's trying it. He, he's getting the double points. And survey says it's slightly better than their terrible coffee. Coffee's so bad. You may be wondering, why are we drinking Dunkin' Coffee if we think Starbucks is so much better? And that's because one, it's cheaper, and two, Oliver had like twelve free drinks for some reason. So I still have a free drink. So price to performance is infinite at that point. We're still gonna have to go next week, but that's okay. <laughs> Tech news: Duncan is worse than Starbucks. <laughs> oh, here's a good question: MTE, MEW, MTE. Well, Mew was because Chocho, I'm assuming. Mew Mute. I don't MTE. Mute. Mute? Mute. Mew Mute. <laughs> um, oh, app app experience. Starbucks or Dunkin'. Oh, my thoughts exactly. Wow, we are not hip. Damn, Clarissa's is fucking cool. Wow, I'm square as shit. Hey, this, this takes me... This is not... So this is a Clarissa and me story from way back when Um, we were making plans to hang out. We had just started dating. I was hanging out with all my RA friends and uh, because I had friends at the time and uh, we were making plans and Clarissa texts me slap in all caps. And I was like with a little dancing emoji. And I was like, what the hell is slap? Like, did I say something to offend you? And uh I, I asked all of my RA friends, like, what does this mean? And they were like, we have no idea. Come to find out, it means sounds like a plan. Um, so Clarissa is up to date on her acronyms, and we are not. I know, we're trashing I wasn't going to respond to it. Yeah, we're trashing Duncan. It's all right. It's, it's fantastic. 
App experience, I gotta give it I gotta give it to the Duncan. Um Oh, is it because they the Starbucks charge? It's got the charge card. Well no, not, not not just that. The whole the whole charging fucking sequence of it. Like the fact that Duncan I'm allowed to just charge based on purchase every single time and still just get shit normally. Whereas Starbucks I have to like reload my card or whatever. You get rewards still doing that? Yeah, I think so. I don't refill a card. I pay I pay with my mask card every single time and I'm getting points. Oh, oh yeah. If that's true, Duncan wins. Well that's why I, that's Hands why I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Clarissa forgot about the acronym. Ah. Ah. Alright. Tech, tech, tech news. Tech news. Game awards Game were awards. live on Thursday, December Insane. 10th. Oliver knew all about them. Crazy. Was hype. I was as crying. Hell. Way more hype than me, oh which my never gosh. happens. I was vomiting. So so hype. It's insane. Um, all you need to know, The Last of Us Part Two pretty much swept up. If all you need to know is League of Legends swept up. Also true. Some bangers. If you want to know more about our thoughts on The Last of Us Part 2, check out our podcast episode for The Last of Us Part 2. It's plug time, baby. Um, <laughs> and yeah, no, Game Awards, I mean, they were pretty hype. It's it's the first time I've watched them at all. And it's they had the London Philharmonic Orchestra perform Mario music. It was, that was pretty bang. That was pretty bang. That so was pretty slippy slap bang. Oliver had me had me replay it for him a couple times. I was crying, sobbing violently, and I I was not upset. Not more hype. Yeah, not more hype than Clarissa for sure. Clarissa was the most hype for the Game Awards. Um, <laughs> I thought we were saying. I thought she was saying that Clarissa, like as an entity of existence, is more hype than the Game Awards. Oh, also true. <laughs> Oh, Animal Crossing music too. Yeah, they oh, yeah, did. Yeah, they yeah, did yeah, play yeah. Animal Crossing that's, music. That's fire, that's also, fire, that's Philharmonic fire. Orchestra playing your favorite games is just—they go hard. That's wild. They do, they do that good, good. Um, yeah, Game Awards, Game Awards, super hype. Um, that's that's all you need to know. Go check out who the winners were. Um, League of Legends. Pretty, I think for me, one of the most exciting things was Laura Bailey won Best Performance for her role as Abby in The Last of Us Part Two. Um. And I legitimately got teary-eyed at that um, because she got so much hate for playing Abby. Death threats, all these kind of things for everyone who was upset with her. Spoiler alert, plug your ears for the next five seconds. Starting in three seconds. Three, two, one. Abby killed Joel. Okay, spoilers over. Everyone everyone absolutely um, hated Laura Bailey for some reason thinking she was the same as abby um but then to go through all of that hate and then win best performance um especially with all the people she was working with such a supportive team they're watching them in interviews um how they all kind of work together ashley johnson as ellie troy baker as um troy baker as troy baker aka joel neil Druckmann, the the creative director as troy Um, baker hallie gross the other um writer main writer on it as troy baker as troy baker (laughs) Great, great team. So that was pretty hype for me. Um, any thoughts on the Game Awards? Music was good. Music was hype. They played, they played, they played the bangers. They played the Super Mario. And it, yeah, to to his point, League of Legends won best esports game. The twenty twenty World Championships won best esports event. Showmaker, right? Mm-hmm. Won best esports gamer. Mm. Oh, showmaker dude he makes a show let me tell you you do damn one <laughs> yeah so yeah league of legends doing a little mop it up yeah 
G2 won best esports team, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sweep. We love G2. We love G2. Even though Perks is gone, we love G2. In other tech news, uh, Cyberpunk... Sucks. ...crapped the bed um, upon release, which shouldn't be that surprising, uh, but also is very disappointing. Mostly, it's pushing hardware extraordinarily hard, and the, the biggest people being hurt by it are people who bought it on the base consoles, the base PS4 and the base S Xbox One. It's already visually like downgraded a lot, both in resolution, sometimes putting out 720p. Um, and when those consoles are, are designed really to be 1080p machines, like full HD, and then it can't even hit 30 frames per second, sometimes dropping below 20, which is pretty much an unplayable frame rate, especially in some kind of first person shooter, which this game is. Um, so really disappointing, especially because the game was supposed to come out back in April when there were only last gen machines. So and they've had seven years in development to to kind of get their their crap together for this. Now, granted, they were they were going ambitious and maybe they shouldn't have released it for this at all. But there's a lot of arguments to be made around that. Um, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? I, I know we've discussed this and you have some you have some thoughts. Yeah, you already you. Mm. <sighs> that's my, that's honestly that's that's the summary of my thoughts. And the meme definitely makes up for it. I, if I understand you correctly, Clarissa, there is a... Well, there's there's definitely lots of memes about cyberpunk. Um, but there's literally when you fall asleep, there's an animation. And the, the camera is like pointing at the pillow. But the, the arms are like placed down as you like fall asleep. As if you're like just hanging off the bed off the side like sleeping the wrong way on it and the the joke is that um the the cd project red developers were crunching for so long they forgot what it looks like to sleep <laughs> um but yeah no, that, that was phenomenal but yeah a disappointment but there's already huge patches being rolled out almost it seems daily it's it's not actually daily but there have been a lot already um, that are creating some pretty substantial performance increases and and fixing a lot of the super game breaking bugs so there's and CD Projekt Red has a track record of releasing extraordinarily buggy games, but then fixing them over time to the point where they're actually run very well. Um, so there's it's disappointing that it doesn't work right now, unacceptable, but there's still hope for all of those last gen console people out there. Um, if they make they it work, it. it's whatever. I think so. I'll give them that. I'll let it. I'll let the. I'll let the ball slide again. Yeah, you have to you have to fix it. Like making a mistake is one thing. You you can't excuse that. But how do you respond to it and how do you fix your mistake? That's yeah. that's huge. So and my spicy takes are not needed to be shared right now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we content is drama Sunday, baby. Um It is drama Sunday. That's why Chocho is a sun cat. I'm sure it's And finally, super spice. NVIDIA absolutely shit the fucking bed. Pardon my French. Um, are you aware of this controversy with hardware unboxed? And uh, I started watching a video about it, but I ended up getting distracted and I did not finish it. So TLDR, hardware unboxed is a tech tuber and got an email from the head, the director of PR at NVIDIA, essentially saying... We're no longer going to be giving you NVIDIA Founders Edition review samples because we believe that ray tracing is the future and you compare our performance 
based on rasterization. So until you get on board, we're not going to give you those samples. Um, that's very short. There's a lot more stuff you can look up online to, to hear about it. And you can actually read the full email online as well. Um, but that's just like, that's very bad precedent to set. Essentially saying for a reviewer, someone who's supposed to be impartial saying until you have views that agree with us, we are no longer going to give you review samples. Um, and in doing so, basically sending a message to all tech tubers being like, you better make sure that you guys are reviewing this properly or the same thing is going to happen to you. Good thing we're not tech tubers. Exactly. Um, an update to the story, uh, Hardware Unbox posted on Twitter that NVIDIA has since sent a follow-up email saying that rolling back everything they had said but the damage is already done. NVIDIA has shown their true colors. And Linus Sebastian, our boy at Linus Tech Tips, um, in their WAN show this last Friday, had 35 minutes of a rant about how pissed he was, how slimy and terrible it was what NVIDIA did, and basically saying, I don't need you. Fuck you. He he we're we're not bleeping on this show. This show is for adults. <laughs> but Fuck. he was bleeping the absolute F out of <laughs> the the bleep button um on their stream. And he I have never seen him or really many people that Hated. angry. He was like it, so he does it with um what's his face? Lucas or whatever. Luke, yeah. Yeah. And Luke was like, every once in a while, kind of like, ha nervous laughing to try and raise the mood. And Linus was just like full on pissed through it. And then Luke would suggest like, okay, maybe like I have this point. And Linus is like, I'm heated. You got to let me finish this. And just like no jokes was just like pounding NVIDIA to the wall. So it's insane. It, it, Jay's, I haven't seen Jay's Two Cents video, but he posted a video. That's um, what I was watching. Yeah, about that. I don't know if Bitwit has either. Um, but essentially, the entire TechTuber community coming together in defense of hardware unboxed and also in stern disapproval of what NVIDIA has done. And it's going to be interesting to see how that moves forward. But it, if you're going to watch anything and you want to watch some crazy drama, watch the WAN show, Linus Tech Tips, from this last Friday, the 11th. Um, it's a stream. The first, essentially, 35 to 40 minutes is just Linus ripping them a new one and it tells you everything you need to know about it background information <sighs> yeah it's, it's crazy good shit that's all i got you got you got any tech news no okay well i think that means it's cookie time i need this so oreo has an oreo id oh and uh they you you essentially can create <laughs> I love that that one red sprinkle is just right there, almost on my nose. Um, the fuck do I fucking rotate this? Wow, I'm really bad at this. Yeah, it's it's very difficult. <laughs> but I <laughs> I am obsessed with Oreos. I every time there's a new limited edition flavor, I get it without question. And when I saw the ability to create your own, I had to. So cheers. Clarissa, cheers to you. Clink. Virtual clink. And here we go. Mm. That's an Oreo. Maxwell Lewis Gaming. Never tasted so good. <laughs> Follow me on YouTube. Maxwell Lewis Gaming. 
we're wrapping up the episode now. <laughs> got, I got Alan Wake playthrough. Do some other slight tech tuber type things, I guess. What flavors are supposed to be? Oreo. <laughs> I was like, this tastes like an Oreo. Yeah, so it's got, you, you probably can't see this on stream, but it's got a purple filling. And so that's just, you get to choose the color of the filling. Choose, like, if you want it dipped in, like, white chocolate, which this one is, or I think regular dark or milk chocolate. You choose if you want sprinkles on it, the color of the sprinkles, and then you can put an image or a message on it if you want. So, fuck you. If you've been thinking about proposing and your soon-to-be spouse happens to really like um, Oreos, maybe think of a better way, but Oreo ID is definitely a potential option. Um, if Clarissa had proposed to me with Oreos, it would have been marriage on the spot. But That's uh, how that works. Yeah. Oreo, please That's sponsor right. Maxwell's right. Mm -hmm. They're going to be watching this and they're going to be like, we have no choice. Mm, that's crunchy. That was really crunchy. Mm -hmm. It was a little thick. But amazing. Mm -mm. I just don't feel good after eating them. I don't know if it's like the sugar or whatever. It's because it's gone. You feel bad <laughs> because there's no more Oreo to eat. Mm. And with that, we'll get to the games. Mm. Yeah, my hands are red. Pablo Picasso. <laughs> Pablo, it's a me. Mario? All right, we got a special episode for you today, folks. Yeah, a special episode. We say this every time. Yeah, but this, this one, one special. It's, it's the it's most special. special. We got a double Doom episode. I'm talking about Doom Eternal. Oliver talking about Doom, Doom 3. Doom Eternal too, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. That's what I said. What he said. And then I'm also talking about Spyro Year of the Dragon. <laughs> Oliver talking about the Elder Scrolls for Oblivion, which is, there's dragons, right? No, that was Skyrim. There's none. There's no dragons in Oblivion. I don't think there's a dragon in Oblivion. Mm. There was almost a parallel there. Yeah, oh no. <laughs> no, no. Never mind, never mind. I don't, I don't think, I don't, it's been a, it's been, I mean, it's been a while since I've done a full playthrough, but I distinctly don't remember any dragons. But maybe there was one or two, you know? It's just not, it's not like Skyrim where, like, the whole... The whole point is the... Dragon. The fucking... Oh, ah. That's, <laughs> that's my... <laughs> dragon <laughs> sound. This scared my cat. Halo soundtrack. Chill, chill. Um, yeah, let's get right back into it. So, Spiral Year of the Dragon. It's about dragons. We, we had an episode in the past. If you want to hear more details about the game, go check out that episode. One of Maxwell's favorites. Yeah, TLDR. Childhood it's classic. Yeah, an absolute banger. And they recently released the Reignited Trilogy, which was a full remaster from the ground up. And it was amazing. It's gorgeous. Plays just like the original. Um, yeah, just playing it on like next gen just felt, felt good. It felt good. Felt good. And I, I 100 percented it. It's it's not very often I 100 percent a game. Um, but when you do, it's serious. It's serious, man. Um, it's a platformer, Spyro, one of the like PlayStation mascots back in the day with like Spyro and Crash trying to compete with the likes of Mario, Sonic for Sega, and uh, I guess eventually Master Chief for Halo. Um, but uh, I haven't heard of him. Yeah, same. Mm. Hmm. Have to check him out. Odd. But granted, Spyro was on the PS1 before Xbox even existed. That's Therefore, right. PlayStation, best of all time. Fanboys, hit me up in the chat. Um, Canadian fanboys. Especially that live in Toronto. Um, 
But yeah, it's it's a banger game. Platforming, you got jumping, you got flames. It's a it's a heartfelt story about defeating evil. It's great. Classic nostalgia. Future nostalgia. We're gonna get DMCA if you do that. That's true. I'm sorry, Dua. But Dua Dua is my top uh, artist. Spotify wrapped, unwrapped, 2020. Wrapped. Wrapped. Wrapped up. <laughs> well, I unwrapped it now. You know what it is. There's no more surprise. <laughs> but let's move on to Doom Eternal, a game that we haven't spoken about and that we're about to. It's hype. It's extremely hype. I forgot it came out this year. Um, it came out. So it's, it's a first-person shooter developed by id Software, published by Bethesda, and it came out back in March of 2020, I think the same day as Animal Crossing. Um, oh yeah, because that's why they had all the memes of like what, like Isabel, and then the Doom guy or whatever it was. I they liked, were good. I like those memes. Those were good memes. Yeah, and especially fun because my wife loves Animal Crossing, Mama. and my wife, <laughs> and got a so I I got Doom um, on release. She got Animal Crossing, so we got to be playing some Doom and Animal Crossing, living the dream of the crossover. Classic. I mean, just two two comparable games. <laughs> identical some might say um it, so it came out on ps4 xbox one windows and stadia <sighs> crazy right wow stay tuned to maxwell lewis gaming for my review on cloud gaming <laughs> um but then it was just recently on the 8th of december released on the switch i got the switch port which is just it's nuts to me what the fact that the witcher 3 runs on the switch skyrim doom 2016 skyrim doom eternal that's it's monster like i just i never feel right playing a shooter game on the switch or like a nintendo console like like when like call of duty i thought was on the wii and i was just like you don't do that like that's just not you don't kill people on a nintendo platform and if <laughs> you do, and if you, if you do it's that you jump on their head and they i was gonna say disappear. unless it's goombas yeah <laughs> like that's that's chill but yeah it's it just seems so like anti-theoretical to fucking nintendo's whole establishment so yeah it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty pog pretty pog.com if you will i'm in with, i'm in with the internet lingo so yeah, I'm throwing, yeah throwing, that's true throwing it but yeah pretty insane the fact that you can play skyrim on the switch like if i had i have a coworker who said that he bought a used switch and skyrim was bundled with it i was like you gotta tell me you've at least booted up once because if i could say i played skyrim on the switch i definitely would take that opportunity i would not pay to play skyrim on the switch but if I had the opportunity, fuck yeah, I'm playing Skyrim on the Switch. Even if it's just like the first fucking up to like the first dragon or something like that, and then call it. I know. Or Doom on the Switch. That just shit. That shit when you're dying, you're on your deathbed. You're like, ah, these are the memories that I live for. I mean, it makes the Switch an incredible console um, mm-hmm. in value. The, the fact that you can get it for, you know, if you can find it, it's been spotty throughout the COVID pandemic, but... $300 for a portable console that plays freaking full-fledged AAA titles, like including all of Nintendo's incredible masterful backlog of games. Like that's just that's wild. Pretty insane. That's yeah, the Switch, Nintendo, you done good. You did good. Better than the Wii U. Yep. Yep. And better than the Wii. Yep. And uh better than Don't. The- GameCube was the definition of portable game. That's true. It's got a handle. I forgot. Uh, The first portable console ever. Nintendo GameCube. 
And you, you could kill someone with it. I mean, maybe not actually, but that thing was a brick. <laughs> it is funny. Like, when, when I hold, like, kitchenware, my, like, litmus test for if it's quality is if I think I could kill someone with it. So, like, the heavier it is, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, good, a, that's, that's a good, a good weapon right there. Um, that's my litmus test with the GameCube. Litmus. Not litmus. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Christmas is litmus. It's, Chris, it's Christmas time. Um. But yeah, so Doom Doom if you if you aren't familiar with Doom, you play the original Doom games, you play as Doom guy. You're like on this marine base, mm-hmm. there's like a hell invasion and so you're the one who's coming to save everybody and so you're just some dude who just picks up some guns and starts shooting demons and you're like, "Yeah, I'm the Doom guy." Well, this is what I was going Is there a Doom game that I mean, does like does Doom Eternal break from the that like you're on Mars, some shit like that? space station and doom portal gets opened up and then you go into hell and then you kill something really big and then you close the portal it's different oh it's different yeah i think this is the first one that's different doom eternal so one oddly one of i guess maybe not that odd one of the criticisms of the game is how deep and serious they go into the lore and the storytelling i happen to particularly like the the story and the background in this so this might be a spoiler. So if you, if you care about Doom's story, um, which is just kind of a funny thing to say, hold, hold, close your ears for like maybe 30 seconds. Um, so Doom guy in the original Doom games, in Doom Eternal, you, you play as the Doom Slayer in the reboot of Doom 2016 and in Doom Eternal. You find out in Doom Eternal that you are Doom guy from the original Doom but you got like supercharged with sentinel power and ability um sometime in the past you have a flashback in doom eternal and that's when you b- go from the doom guy to becoming the doom slayer um you 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 like doom guy gets like warped into this uh, sentinel prime world and because you killed so many demons the sentinels are like oh my gosh this guy's got spirit so they accept you as one of them train you to be a sentinel and then you eventually get imbued with sentinel power um and that's how you become the doom slayer um and that that's part of the lore so in this particular game, the plot, you, after Doom 2016, you're like trying to stop an invasion of Mars on hell and you like close the hell portal. Um, but now there's this, um, oh, the, the con maker, there's going to be a lot of words. It doesn't matter who it is. It's essentially this big angelic force that it has this deal. There's more spoilers. So if you opened your ears again, close them up again. <laughs> that was your 30 second, 30 second warning. Yeah. Um, uh, the con maker, um, I don't know what I have explaining to do. I don't know what you have explained to do either. But let us know, Clarissa, in more detail what you want him to explain. Because I want him to explain. He's got some explaining to do for sure. I was just hoping the Doom story was going to get me out of this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, the con maker has this... It lives up in... I forget what the name of the world is. But it dies every like thousand years. In order to keep it alive, they have a deal with hell to to share ardent energy, which or argent energy, which is basically built off of human souls. So the con maker has these three hell priests and they're trying to destroy earth um, in order to get more argent energy and keep the, the world alive. And so you, earth is now invaded. So you are in this fortress of doom, which is this new like hub world you have. And so you're going and you're trying to kill the three hell priests. And then essentially you're visiting a bunch of different areas. Um, That's kind of hype. Yeah. You, you visit and it's a bunch of different worlds. It, as far as like the areas you're in, Doom Eternal is super cool. They did an amazing job with the art style. Um, 
my favorite scene again one more like 30 second close your ears if you don't want to know um oh okay you you go to this like asteroid outside of mars you, you learn that to get to one of the hell priests there is a portal but it's in the center of mars in this old collapsed civilization and so you're trying to figure out how to get there and so samuel hayden from the first game um you're you're working with again and he he takes you to this base this like asteroid around mars where they have the military base set up you're trying to figure out how to get the portal and whatever but like something explodes and so there's no portal but there's this big bfg 10,000 um which is essentially the bfg gun but it's like a literal like huge cannon to destroy asteroids and ships and so you decide that you're going to shoot it at mars and just shoot a hole through Mars so you can get to the center to get to the portal to to find the final hell priest. And um, it, there's a bunch of memes about it. Samuel Hayden is like, you cannot shoot a hole through Mars. And the Doom Slayer who doesn't talk is just like, shut the F up, dude, essentially. And just like, boom, and you go and you shoot a hole in Mars. And then you rip off the little mini BFG from it. And that's when you get the BFG. And it's amazing. You shoot a freaking hole in Mars to go through there. It's just... It's pretty bog. Yeah, Doom. Doom. Doom is great. And they... Yeah. The creative directors, writers... Hugo Martin um, was the main creative director for this game. Um, it, they they did a great job. They, they brought back... A, they changed the demon styles to more closely match. Oh, GameCube has a weapon. That's what you got to explain. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, not trying to interrupt. That's true. It's a story time. <laughs> but they, they changed the style of the demons to more closely match the original Doom, um, mm-hmm. which is, is pretty cool. And then they, they, they did something else in there. But they in, in Doom Eternal, they added a lot. So they have you have the super shotgun comes back, but now there's a meat hook on it, essentially a grappling hook. So with the super shotgun, you shoot it off and attach a demon and it ratchets you into the demon. It's super awesome. It's like, it sounds dumb, but it changes the whole traversal of the entire game. They added a quick dash in different directions, which also added platforming sections to the game. So you're like jumping through these big vertical open battle arenas and you're jumping, you're dashing, and you're hooking onto an enemy and pulling you through the air. Super dope. Did you have thought of that? Just a deep breath. Just a deep breath. Okay. Um, but they also added new enemies. And let me tell you, they suck. Um, there are I don't like them. There are two two main and wait, do you even know what they are? Well, I don't know what enemies you're talking about, but I don't like that stupid fucking one that I struggled so much to kill because I was already drunk and I had to shoot that one specific thing. Oh, right at the beginning, the the spider thing that, that walks I around. Don't, I don't like that guy. Oh, drunk that. Oliver don't got the accuracy for that. <laughs> let me tell you, I'm they gonna... they are the worst until once you get. Like once you figure out how to do it, it's fine. But yeah, I died so many times there because that damn spider. Um, but the they added the Marauder, which is one of the first bosses, which is basically an ex Sentinel, and they are different than every Doom like enemy because they you shoot at them and they just have an insta block. You literally cannot kill them until they get close enough to you. And their eyes flash green for a second. And that is essentially the only time you have to parry them. And then you can shoot them. It's when they're coming into basically attack. So you have to get close enough into attack range. And then time your attack perfectly is the only way you can hit them. You cannot hit them ranged at all. And if you get far enough away, they start shooting at you. Like they are just the worst. And they're just, they have a lot of health. 
Then there's the freaking what do you call them? The, the, the Doom Hunter. A an enemy literally built to kill you. And they are covered in a shield. So first you have to destroy the shield while they're like shooting guided missiles at you and they have a chainsaw and they float around and they're flying all over the map. And it's a boss. And then that turns into a regular enemy. The Marauder is a boss that then just becomes an enemy you see. And the Doom Hunter is a boss that just becomes an enemy you see. And then they have the Arch File. Don't get you started. It's the worst. There's there's so much to talk about this game. I feel like I'm going on because they, I got to start cutting this short because this, this game is hype. Um, There's nothing wrong with it. I have nothing to say about my game, so you can keep going. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I'm so disjointed, but um, the Archvile essentially summons other demons, and demons they summon are super-powered demons. Mm. And the Archvile just hides on the battle arena in a very hard-to-get-to place, so you have to try and find the Archvile. And then they have this huge flame shield they have up while they're summoning super-demons to kill you, and then you have to then somehow kill them. And then they're also very dangerous when you get close to them. Yeah, They are by far the worst. But You just gotta meat-hook them. There's there's a good good news. They yeah. added a uh, a weapon called the Crucible, and it is this badass Argent Energy sword that is a one hit kill any demon. You just freaking slice them up. Um, but it's very limited ammo. But essentially, you learn pretty quickly that you just you save your ammo of the Crucible for Arch Vials. <laughs> that is what you do because Arch Vials are that terrible. But the Crucible, when you first get the Crucible, they give you an entire battle arena with just a ton of ammo to just go ape and just start sorting the crap out of enemies. And it feels phenomenal. Um, yeah, they, uh, the first game got a lot of criticism for the super shotgun, essentially, and the combat shotgun, essentially being making it super easy to just kill. That was the only, the only weapon you, you can had use to use. that for everything, yeah. for sure, yeah. So they they changed it and made they they called it like combat puzzles. And so every demon is resistant to a lot of weapons but weak to certain weapons and they all have very different attack ranges, types um and they force you to interact with them differently. The marauder being the biggest one that forces you to slow down and focus on timing where everything else is so fast-paced blistering you're running around the map. Um, they wanted to kind of change how you're interacting in battle, and it makes it exciting. There's a reason I'm getting so like excited talking about Doom Eternal and the gameplay. It is, I think, right now, Don't say my it. my Don't say it. top gameplay game oh. that I can think of. Tragic for sure in 2020, but maybe ever. Not it a, is not a 97, my friend. I'm talking gameplay alone. Yeah, I'm talking about gameplay alone. Hey, Super Mario 64 ain't got nothing on Doom Eternal. Just kidding. I take that back. But Doom, Doom Eternal, incredibly hype gameplay-wise. And they did a really good job taking special care to, to make it that way. And I, I think they delivered. And pretty much every review agrees with it. The only reason it has an 88 out of 100 is largely because instead of the kind of funny tone and very light story from doom 2016 they took a much more serious like less self-aware deep lore approach to doom eternal yeah um, and made it less like oh if you wanted to get the lore you could find it and kind of forced you to go through the lore um and i understand that criticism i happen to enjoy it i thought it was cool but i get it 
Um, oh, they also added to to bring it back to the original Doom game. So a Doom that came out like in the '90s for like old like I don't even know what kind of computers ran them. <laughs> Were they computers? Windows ME. Windows ME. Millennium, baby. Um, but the, the the gun was in the center. So most first-person shooter games, the gun is kind of off to the side as if like you were holding a gun and you would be seeing what it looks like. But the old games, the gun yeah, was shot, just coming... The shotgun comes straight out. Comes straight, straight out the belly. Straight out the belly. And so they added the ability, you can you can change the view in Doom Eternal to have it come out straight um, as That's kind cool. of a throwback. That's yeah. cool. And it, it, looks, it looks pretty cool. Um, That's pretty hype. Um, and then the soundtrack, there was a bunch of controversy. So Mick Gordon, who won awards for the Doom 2016 soundtrack, came back for Doom Eternal. Um, but the controversy happened. People who bought like the collector's edition, whatever, would get early access to the soundtrack, the full soundtrack of Doom Eternal. And it came out later than it was supposed to. And then they did analysis and found that the audio on a lot of the tracks, specifically um, the BFG division, which is one of the most banger tracks, was incredibly compressed. And so they were like, what the hell happened? And everyone was like hating on Mick Gordon. Like, why, why would you release this crap? And Mick Gordon's like, oh, I didn't mix that track. I only mixed a few of the, the tracks. And Mick Gordon made it sound like he wasn't given enough time by id Software and said he wasn't going to work with them again. Or that it was unlikely. Not that he didn't want to, but that they just weren't going to work. And so then Marty Strauss, um, one of the heads of id Software, gave the full story and essentially said they gave Mick Gordon tons of extensions on when he was supposed to be done and he just wasn't completing the work. And so they had their own internal like audio designer mix the remaining tracks that weren't done as kind of a backup plan because Mick hadn't completed it. And because of that, they weren't going to work with Mick anymore because Mick wasn't hitting the deadlines, which is kind of disappointing. Um, but that was some of the controversy there. And the final controversy was Denuvo Anti-Cheat was added in May to the game. So it's as it says, they, they have a multiplayer um, mode called Battle Mode, where it's one player-controlled um, Doom Slayer versus two player-controlled demons um, that each have powers and stuff, which is actually pretty cool. But they added Anti-Cheat to try and prevent people from cheating in those types of games. Hmm. Um, but what it does is it installs a kernel mode driver, which I was hoping... Maybe you would know more about what that might mean or mm. what a kernel is. I don't know. Mm. I I think it's something. It gives it like Barry, very. You know, yeah, it's it's. I mean, well, because they'd say like different Linux kernels, right? So it's definitely part of the operating system. But it sounds like almost like a like like something comparable to like a DLL in terms of like how deep it's going and its access and its privilege. I'm I'm pulling a lot of shit out of my ass right now, but that's what it sounds like. It, it just it sounds like it's giving permissions way too low in the system, or like way too baseline permissions, and it gives them just way too much fucking power, um, which is people aren't cool with. But most time, people don't know shit about computers. Like if we don't know, then how would anyone else know? That's <laughs> true. We're more video games, baby. We ain't tech tubers. Um, but that, and, and that was one of the main criticisms. People were worried about the security compromises yeah. that that would be made and then also people were getting much worse performance after that update whether or not it was the anti-cheat or something else they added to the update and they started review bombing it um on on all the the review platforms and so literally like a week later it came out and said we hear you we're sorry we're removing it in the next patch and they got rid of anti-cheat and then cheating was rampant cheating was everywhere the world was never the same spoiler alert it 
it wasn't. Dude, who cares? <laughs> It's not an esport title. Uh, yeah, so not 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 free of controversy, but the game and the gameplay delivers fully on the message. It was so much fun. It's one of those games I was telling Oliver, I, I my Alan Wake video for this week, I was getting frustrated because I was dying in ways that it didn't feel like it was my skill level that was causing me to die. It felt like the game was being cheap. And that's, I think, the difference between like a fun, difficult game and a bad, difficult game. Yeah, for um, sure. Is like if you feel like when you know when you die in Doom Eternal, you know why you died and you know what you could have done differently. And it makes you want to come back and be better and do that differently. And that was like I didn't really get frustrated with Doom Eternal. It was just it was pure fun. Um, So, yeah, so that's my love letter to Doom Eternal. Um, Yeah, this is a harder choice than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, incredibly hard. I I pretty much gave a love letter to Spyro in in the previous um, episode, so that it, it may seem right now like very lopsided in Doom's favor, but that's just because I'm glossing. Excuse me, I'm glossing, glossing, glossing over Spyro um, because we've already talked about it. But this Spyro is incredibly near and dear to my heart. Played it a hundred percent through and thought that the platforming was incredibly rewarding and fun in that game. I've seen him cry seventeen different times because of Spyro. And now that I think about it, 17 different times on Doom Eternal, what one is it going to be? <laughs> I'm going to give it to Doom Eternal. Shocker. Uh, honestly, it does it does shock me a little bit, but I, I think... Recency bias is going to make it feel fine, though. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah if you, I if love you just, bias. If you, just, if you just talked about Spyro, it would, it would be, I, you'd be picking Spyro. But um, Doom, Doom Eternal, what I think objectively what it did is... It, because the gameplay, they added so much diversity to it um, and so much challenge. And I don't remember the last time I played a game that was that challenging that I had that much fun playing. Yeah. And that uh, kind of getting back to the core of what gaming is, um, that I think Doom Eternal is about as pure as gaming fun gets. It's challenging, it's rewarding, and it's fun. And it doesn't punish you in the way that it's challenging um you don't really die in stupid ways there's a couple platforming sections where you're kind of like oh maybe that was a little cheap but those are few and far between and it like resets you right at the beginning you just do it again yeah it's pretty quick um i mean that's what i feel like we say about almost every single doom title though like doom's focus i feel like has always been on the gameplay mm-hmm. so and they have pretty much always delivered i mean even og doom is still fun to go through honestly and pretty comical to see the guy's face that slowly gets bloodier and bloodier yeah. at the bottom yeah. as you're. <clears throat> yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel good about that. Spyro, phenomenal. Piece. Definitely check it out if you get a chance to pick up the Reignited trilogy. Um, it's definitely worthwhile. But yeah, Doom Eternal also definitely check out. They just released, I haven't played it yet, but the, their first DLC, The Ancient Gods. Um, and I am scared. But <laughs> because the final battle, you spoiler alert, close your ears. Um, you fight the icon of sin, which is it is an incredibly hard battle. Um, there's just like ton all of the enemies are coming at you constantly, and you're fighting this like gigantic titan that's coming down and like banging the ground while you're fighting these, and you have to kill the titan while you're killing these other enemies. Um, it's epic, it's a really fun battle, but it is so hard, and like you get better at the game and it gets very hard as you go on. But now it's been six months maybe since I played it last. Yeah. And then your skills are softened. Yeah. You jump in at that level and all I've heard is it just gets harder. 
So they add more, like you're now fighting multiple marauders at a time, which is, if Unheard you haven't of. played the game, it's terrible. Um, and they've added some new enemies. I think there's even multiple of the fi- like second to last boss, um, the con maker in Doom Eternal. They're now adding those as regular bosses. Like they, id software, they just love. They're probably just like, ha ha, this, this battle was so hard. Let's add twelve of them in the next one. Sucks to suck, bitch. But yeah, so there's new content. There should be, I think, a second DLC releasing at some point as well. So more content to be had. GameCube as a weapon. Let's hear it. We haven't forgotten. I never killed anyone. Sure. That's all I got to say. I mean, you Except look for up... Matthew McConaughey, Texas Man 2005. Hey, you look up GameCube and you, you tell me what you would think when you see it. Carrying that around, someone comes up to you in a dark alleyway. What are you doing? You're clubbing a brother. <laughs> no, it's a sw- it's a swing. You're not gonna you're not gonna fist a punch. I, I, I did that to see if you knew. You know. I know. I killed a man. <laughs> kind of want water. I'm gonna get water. Okay. I'll be right back. Brb. Howdy, folks. Intermission time. That was a great time to get up, stretch use the stretch the legs, get the blood flowing, use the restroom, refresh that cup of coffee, get some water, stay hydrated. That's important. I don't know why I'm talking over here talking to you but uh and just like that intermission's over (laughs) stop stop filling up the water i can sit down oh yeah you had your chance okay let's see if my phone has enough charge to pull up my notes let's turn it on that's a good sign doom 3 i'll go through that since that's what you just finished talking about doom 3 uh released in a year in time and space and it was a good one <laughs> do you not remember i don't remember off top of my head. <laughs> uh i thought it, it was mid-2000s i thought but there we go we're good we're good we're good we're speaking good. of i mean since i'm kind of going through horror games of that time frame that might be a good one for me to play through next too i think it's worth it could be fun could be fun probably not but nope. it ain't no doom eternal August 3rd, 2004, Dev'd id Software, published Activision, 88 out of 100 on Metacritic, first-person shooter. 88 out of 100, that's what Doom Eternal got. Uh, it is, I mean, story-wise, it's just, like, it's another Doom game, right? Though At least the, the Doom games before Doom Eternal, now that the new precedent, the new bar has been set, I can't say that anymore. Um, so yeah, uh, you are on Mars, and... There's some mysterious science going on in the background, and what do you know? Portal to Hell has been opened up, and you <gasps> need to close it. Um, so, yeah, the, the the big thing about Doom 3, again, <laughs> plug in the old episode. You can listen to the full commentary if you want before. Uh, but the big thing about Doom 3 is that it is a, a horror game first, I would say, before an action game. I mean, it's still it's very action-y. It's a Doom game. Like There's still a bunch of action, but the focus for sure is being setting up very dark and disturbing moments in the game um, and a lot less on the I'm just a badass motherfucker with BFG and I'm 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 popping some people. So is is there a BFG in it? Do you know? I think so. Yeah. OK, it, 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 I feel like I it think can't the be a staple. Yeah, yeah. BFG and the chainsaw are like this. I feel like the staples can't 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 go without a, a chainsaw. I keep one in my closet. <laughs> uh so yeah, that's that's a big difference about it. Uh, release on I think Xbox 360. I guess I kind of forgot. I played it on the Xbox 360, but Xbox 360 is fully 
compatible with the, with the box, right? Xbox 360 would have been like 2006. Well, I played on the Xbox 360 either way, but yeah, it must have been an or maybe Xbox 2007. Title. Yeah, because I, th- I th- no, I thought Oblivion was only on the Xbox 360, and I was 2006. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I also might have been a year off on the Mario release. Not gonna lie, we can look up when the Xbox got released. Brief intermission. Xbox release date. I'm sorry, guys, we are coming in. Well, things I'm talking about. Okay. Xbox Series X, baby. Yeah, that's not what I want. 2020, that's when it was released. Well, that works. That's my give it. Xbox released in 2001. Xbox 360 was released in 2005. Yeah, so it was okay. a, it was a, a box OG. Um, But, yeah, like I said, I'm pretty sure like almost every single box game was backwards compatible. Or at least the ones I cared about. Yeah, no, Xbox kills it with backwards compatibility. It's because they don't make dumb fucking platforms like the PS3 to dev on. Yep. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's 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 the brief brief sum sum. Uh, like I said, you want more information, you know where to grab it. The Mo Video Games Podcast, your source of gaming news. Hey! <laughs> or not news, bad commentary. Don't go back to Labby? No. Cool. Um... Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion, open world action RPG, released March 20th, 2006, developed Bethesda, published Bethesda, 90 foe out of 100. There's only one platform that beat um, Oblivion for Skyrim, and I think it was also the Xbox. That was 96. It's pretty crazy. But so I'm saying in aggregate over all the platforms, Oblivion's factually better. And that's just truth. Also, Doom Eternal released on March 20. So Bethesda's got a thing for March 20. I love it. Uh, it. Development for it began in 2002 directly after Morrowind was done. They wanted to essentially um, tighten up that gameplay and focus a little more on the story uh, instead of instead of Morrowind. I love I love like tightening up gameplay. Like, what does that mean? They, they thought going the, in they with thought, the screwdriver. They thought, they thought the pacing was too slow or something like that. Yeah, I, I mean... I agree. Uh, they used the Radiant AI system, which they developed for Oblivion, but was also used in Skyrim, Fallout 3, Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas, Super Mario 64. <laughs> Mario 64. Okay, well, when I lie, Jojo calls me out on it. Um, but yeah, Bethesda games, they use it in a lot of their games uh, around that time. Has featured voices of Patrick Stewart. Whoa. Yeah. Pretty fuck. Linda Carter, never heard of her. Sean Bean, never heard of him. Sean Bean? You don't know Sean Bean? Who's Sean Bean? Uh, Lord of the Rings. Um, Terrence Stamp. He plays what, Boromir, I think his name? Mm. Lord of the Rings. Well, who likes Boromir? I'm going to look up Sean Bean while you keep going. Um, And well, I'm trying to look up the things that I'm not going to remember once I set my phone down. <laughs> uh, and it was applauded for its impressive graphics, expansive world, and schedule-driven NPCs because there was like a uh, Looks cool. <laughs> Looks cool, bruh. Uh, I'm gonna get DMCA for that. Zombie. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's what it was applauded for. It was probably. I think it was. I was playing this around the time that I was playing Fallout Three, so I kind of had my post-apocalyptic and pre-anything that exists in the natural world, <laughs> aka fantasy. Um, but both of them definitely like very yeah clock driven schedule driven NPCs right you can only interact with certain people at certain times of the day stuff like that which I hadn't seen before it's not like what I'm playing 
Super Mario 64 that I'm like, oh man, it's midnight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The sun doesn't go down in that game. It's always noon in that game or like two o'clock. So I mean, uh, is does it take place on Earth? Like I know it's fictional, but like, is it Earth? Because maybe maybe the sun doesn't go down. In Super Mario 64? It takes place in just a, a fucking random place. I don't think anyone gave credence to whether or not it was on Earth or not. It's literally an island in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of where? <laughs> Earth. In the middle of Mars. When you blast the hole in, you just see the Super Mario 64 castle in the middle of it. And that's that's where that last guy is that you have to kill. To that's true. Super up the Doom Eternal gate. <laughs> also, good, good point, Clarissa. So Sean Bean, he gets killed. In everything, every movie he's in, and Hitman, they had these things called elusive targets, um, where they like only show up for a week, and if you don't kill them, then you'll never get the chance again. And Sean Bean was one of the the targets, so I you see. literally get to kill him in the game too. That's kind of funny. That's funny. Thank you, Clay. Um, but yeah, so the story goes something a little bit like this. <laughs> Let me tell you guys. Lay it on. You're in jail. You don't know why you're in jail. All of a sudden, um, Emperor Uranus Septim, a.k.a. Uriel Septim, it's his actual name, but it sounds close to Uranus, so I laugh. Um, (laughs) Why do you laugh? Because I love planets. Um, He, um, let's let's say some of the homeboys getting assassinated. He's next up on the docket. He's about to get killed. So his guardsmen and him running down the jail cell. What do you know? Your jail cell has a secret entrance to the underground sewers of the city. So you get pardoned on the spot, <laughs> literally. And then you follow, yeah, I'm not trolling, you follow him and the emperor because they they open up the thing, but they're not like, I don't know, they won't, don't want to, I don't know, lock themselves in or something. Like, I have no idea why they don't just leave me in the jail cell. Um, but so you get to follow him and the guards down into the sewers. The assassins end up still doing their thing. Merc, merc, merc. Right before Uriel Uranus Septum dies, uh, he's like, Jojo, why are you doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. And then he's like, I'm about to die, so I'm going to give you this locket. And this locket's a big deal, so take it to this one dude in this random castle far away from here. And you're like, okay, cool. Uh, (laughs) Pardon me, thank you. And so he ends up getting killed and he is kind of like a a physical barrier. Like his his presence with with the locket uh allows there to be a barrier between oblivion which is essentially just hell and chocho can you stop stressing me out thank you thank you yeah pet her pet her out pet her out pet her out get her a little stem she's gonna get off she's gonna get off she gets stemmed come on there we go there we go escort yourself out (laughs) Um, oh she back she back she's she's coming in from the right nice try this is the thief you're in jail because you used GameCube as a weapon. Yeah, so you're in jail because you used GameCube as a weapon. You end up getting this locket. It allows the like the barrier from Oblivion to Tamriel, or like the world that you're in, is now dropped. So essentially, you are looking for a new heir um, with the amulet. You'll be able to put the barrier back up. But all these portals to Oblivion or Hell, whatever you want to call it, have opened up. So now the Daedra are invading, big invasion, like every single major city that you go into Essentially, when you walk up to most major cities, there's an Oblivion Gate outside of it, and there's like this huge war waging place with, um, you know, a lot of dumbass motherfuckers dying some dangers. If you know what I'm saying. Uh, 
yeah so that, that's pretty much the story uh <laughs> that's it that's it that's it that's actually that's the from start to end there's no there's no conclusion to the story you just the the, the oblivion gates open up and it's like it rolls the it rolls the credits you just keep going to the cities and you're like wow that's a war <laughs> next <laughs> So this was when, like, unlike a, well, I mean, Skyrim did have the leveling up, right, where you could still put points into, like, a skill tree, but this was, like, essentially more actions that you do, you just get points, but there's no skill tree, so it's just, like, incremental, like, every 25 points you get in a scale up to 100, um, you slowly get better. So, like, the very first thing that you can do in the game, there's a guard that's, that you're supposed to talk to, to be like, hey, we're coming in, um, well, you can get out of his range, and then sneak which gives you sneak points. So if you want to literally, before you even leave the jail cell or have your first interaction, you can just rubber band your controller stick forward so you're always walking in a corner and you can get to sneak 100 before you even leave the jail cell. Um, and there's lots of other stuff that you could do like that. Like you can also get acrobat 100 because it's just jumping over and over again. So and if you really have the fucking patience to tap it or make some like clever Arduino contraption to tap it. Uh, lots of things that you can do to troll the game so that you're like already pretty, pretty high leveled um, by the time that you leave that's amazing yeah it's lots of stuff like that that's like uh it's definitely fun in games before and now people just i feel like abuse them too hard or the game or the bugs are like too game breaking that they're they, they've lost their appeal to modern game titles i feel like uh but at the time it was it was pretty funny i'm still laughing honestly <laughs> uh yeah so i really like the leveling up system you choose a bunch of like main attribute systems She's a bunch of main attributes in the system known as leveling up. Um, <laughs> and then like every time you level them up X amount, then you have other like attributes. So, like if I level up like my lock picking or my one handed sword enough times, then I can put points in like strength and speed and stuff like that. So uh, they kind of like as you're doing more concrete tasks, then you just slowly improve your like more broad scale attributes, okay. like the strength yeah. and speed, um, which I felt like was a pretty natural way to do it. Uh, yeah, I just I really like the leveling up system at the time. I like it in Skyrim a lot too. I the the reason I'm picking Oblivion over Skyrim is just because I played the crap out of Oblivion. So when Skyrim came out, I was like, cool, already done this. I was, you know, it was like still fun to play Skyrim and I still played um a lot of Skyrim. I didn't get very far in the story because I just ran around into like random caves and was just like smacking people up. Uh but yeah, I just spent, I spent all my, the, when people are like, I played Skyrim for 500 hours, like that was my oblivion. So that's why I'm putting it on okay. there. Uh, no, 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 no doggy to Skyrim for sure. But yeah, just shouts out to oblivion. Like that to me was like all the memes that were came with Skyrim and like the mainstream of it was just like, like the, you know, you can climb up any mountain if you just keep jumping. Right. Like yeah, that was just like, yeah. I, I was already chuckling on oblivion. And then people are like seeing it. And I'm like, you're, you're, you're a gen behind. Elder Scrolls 4, baby. Come on. Come on. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, so, yeah. Huge world. Like I said, same with Fallout 3. I was playing both of them at the same time. Couldn't believe the size of the world, especially given the time. Uh, like that. Also, they did a lot with like height, which I feel like a lot of games honestly don't explore. And I feel like games, it's more interesting to explore. Like expansiveness, X, Y coordinates in your plane are cool. But yeah, that Z gets crazy. <laughs> That's one of the things that gets me more hype mo hyped um <laughs> to play cyberpunk um once it's like playable um that, that's one of the big things is like especially night city like it's just like so vertical and there's so many different levels of the city um so i i agree with your assessment basically yeah. I, I don't think games do that enough yeah i and that's 
Well, it's another reason why I want like more like space games and stuff like that, or like ship games. Um, I know that flying is obviously difficult since flight simulator blows. Beautiful shards. <laughs> hey, you just need. I mean, it runs better than Cyberpunk, so that's true. That don't take a lot though. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything that explores this verticality, it just seems like a, a very uncharted dimension for a lot of games. So. Yeah, it was just something that was very surprising at the time. The leveling was really satisfying. Obviously, most people played Skyrim. It's the same thing. The lure of Oblivion is the same as Skyrim. If you played Skyrim and you go back to Oblivion, it, you would be like, this game is not as good as Skyrim. I feel like 100% confident on that. Almost like if you play Far Cry 4 and then went That's, back to Far this, Cry this 3. This is one time I will agree with you. But the leveling system was fuego. Don't forget it. Okay. The okay. fact that you could do get yourselves up to 100 and your acrobats up to 100 before you even leave the jail cell. That's right. Game game bugs. That's that's key. You do the you do the Khajiit and then you go straight to the Thieves Guild and you max out the Thieves Guild and you're just the sneakiest bandito in the West. Uh Mage's Guild Blue in comparison to Skyrim. The Dark Brotherhood was way better in my opinion than Skyrim's Dark Brotherhood. And the Thieves Guild, I would say relatively comparable. Uh I think the the Skyrim felt a little more I don't know. It's just definitely they definitely did a good job of like varying it up between the two games and like making the two guild quests feel cool. But the Dark Brotherhood, I thought was uh, I, I really like the Dark Brotherhood storyline and Oblivion a lot more than I did in Skyrim. Dark Brotherhood and Skyrim was I, I thought kind of like they, I didn't I didn't feel like they put too much like thought or energy into the Dark Brotherhood story where uh, those like guild quests felt felt really thought out, really passionate really driven i think dark brotherhood's what i'm on right now in skyrim that's kind of meh it's not bad yeah i don't remember it's been it's been a little bit since i played but yeah yeah so but that's that's the that's the gisty wisty of it uh if you want to play it just play skyrim let's be realistic here <laughs> or wait 20 years for the elder Scrolls 6 to be released on the ps25 and then tell me what you think of skyrim then <laughs> and by my math that means they're going to release a new playstation every year <laughs> but that's true but yeah so i think i am going to give it to well i'm giving it to oblivion who am i yeah there, there it go, is baby, man. You, you climb off a mountain by jumping and it makes no <laughs> sense and you just you got you got to do it again you got to do it again it was my first experience with sneaky archer man you experience something like that that's a groundbreaking mechanic in a video game it really so, is so once you once you once you once you hit that sneaky archer main vein and you just shoot that sneaky archer deep into it you're just like oh baby sneaky archer forever <laughs> i'm sorry i i got nothing to add normally i would have something but that that was perfect that was beautiful yeah so oblivion wins rip and peace doom 3 doom 3 would i think actually would sustain a lot better replay value now uh in comparison to oblivion but i guess you'll have to subscribe to maxwell who's gaming to find out that's true i mean if you do play doom 3 that'd be pretty hype maybe i will maybe i won't subscribe to find out so either way doom eternal moves on oblivion moves on we'll put the links to anything that you'd be interested in seeing down in the description uh and thanks for listening to the Mo Video Games Podcast. Episode 7B839C. Times 4. 18. 12. Hexadecimal. There it is. Josie! Josie. 
Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of today's podcast. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at MoVideoGames and check us out on all the podcast services like Podbean, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Pandora, Apple Music, you name it, we're there and we're square. And also, we live stream the recording of the podcast pretty much every Sunday on YouTube. So subscribe, hit the bell to get notified of when we're going live. Subscribe to that Instagram so we give you that live update when we're about to go live. There's so much live going on, you can't handle it. Unless, of course, you subscribe, then you cool. But we can't wait to catch you guys in the next one. And that's it. Juice.